You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly. To your favorite sports show, hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into episode number 47 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host Jesse Town and we're the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure to follow us on all the social medias, the normal spiel, at Babes on Broad on everything, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, babesonbroadpodcast.com. Then make sure you check us out at Babes on Broad on YouTube, our YouTube channel. That's pretty cool. You can find out all of our previous live shows and then our current live shows which we will be doing again this Sunday for the Eagles versus Giants at 1 o'clock. So our show will happen at 11.45. Make sure you're there. And then you can follow us personally on social media, me at SamWills18 on Twitter and Instagram, and then at Jessica underscore town with an E on Instagram for Jess, and at RunThisTown with an E13 on Twitter. It's been a while since we've talked to everybody. It's been like two weeks because the Eagles had a bye. We cleansed our palate because they did get the win over Dallas, but it was absolutely horrendous. 14 points never felt like a loss ever until that night. That was brutal. And now we are back for another NFC East matchup. We are. We didn't even break down the Dallas game, and I just think we need to leave it where it was. Well, there was a lot going on. It was that. It was the election. Everything. It was just not good vibes. So we just – I deleted my Twitter. We just let it all – Yeah, we needed to just take a step back and, and, not, and not be involved for a little bit. Yeah. That was long – that was a long week. And it was even funny because even with like regular work, I was getting emails late from people and they were like, I'm so sorry. The election and the emotions have consumed my life. And I can't, they were like, I took mental health days. And I was like, honestly, same because I did. It was a lot. It was yeah. a lot. So hopefully with the Eagles taking on the Giants this week, we'll get that pet back in our step. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. They're, I mean, they're getting healthy. The bye week, they needed the bye week. It was a good oh, time for the bye. <laughs> Doug Peterson still pulled them in for practices because, A, people weren't really – aren't traveling during their bye week. Yeah, they can. So since the Eagles played the Giants last, the Giants lost to the Bucks, but played them very well. Now, did they play them well or are the Bucks just falling apart? We don't really know because they then lost 38-3 to the Saints last week, which was – awful but the Giants actually they, they played a decent game against the Bucks, and they they looked relatively decent at points in there I actually thought they might have won that game and then they beat the Redskins or I'm sorry the Washington football team last week which was unbelievable to watch I actually really wanted Washington to win that game I wanted to see Alex Smith win that game but obviously they did not Logan Ryan had the game winning interception right at the end of that um, which is ultimately good for us though Yes. I'm not rooting for Washington. I want 
I mean, because that's our biggest competitor right now, unless we absolutely blow up and somehow Dallas pulls something together, which could not happen. But so, I mean, that's the good thing. We wanted that outcome and we got it. And it's ironic, too, just in the fact that, like, the Giants are not a good team, but they are, like, how you said, like, they played close to the Bucks. They beat Washington twice this year, so they got the sweep over them. So it's, like, this weird thing where, like, you're not good. They're not good, and they don't have Saquon Barkley, but somehow they're doing something. Yeah, I mean, they're not able to close games. Right. Like, I think that they play very tough the entire way through, but they struggle to I think I think that that's something that's going to kind of come with time for Daniel Jones. Yeah. Um, As you have such a young quarterback. Yeah. And and they've got a young offense, too. Honestly, like Mm -hmm. you think about obviously Saquon's not playing, but you think about Saquon, you know, they drafted they have a rookie left tackle out there. So they've got some young guys out there. Um, you know, their most veteran guy is a guy like Sterling Shepard or, or Golden Tate. Who knows how long mm-hmm. Golden Tate will be there. But, you know, the cornerstones of their team are, are young individuals. So, I, I, you know, I think that they, they could be a good team going forward. And as, as, once they kind of mature into a, 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 you know, for lack of a better word, to continue a mature football team. But you kind of saw that. I mean, I think if you remember, like, when Carson Wentz's rookie year, like, they were a competitive football team but they couldn't close games. And yeah. that's still been something that Carson has struggled with over his career was closing games. And, you know, this season is when he has really stepped up and has shown you that he can close games and he can be the guy that is going to win you a game or give you a drive when you most need it. Especially, you know, again, that's one thing. He had a rough day against Dallas. He did. One oh, bad. Yeah. He played a horrendous game. However, they needed a drive. And he was diming on that drive. He hit a couple guys, you know, perfectly placed balls here and there to be able to win them that game. And, you know, I think that regardless of how badly he played when they needed him, he stepped up and he got it done for him. And I think that's, you know, the the guy you ultimately need. Yeah. And with that being said, I mean, that was a horrible game, but games before then we saw good Carson and that the game right before the Dallas game was against the Giants they won just 22 to 21 that game and Carson was 25 for 43 had 359 yards and two touchdowns and he did have an interception but I mean it that always comes with Carson now which is his biggest flaw by far at the point uh, at the moment and um that game he was sacked three times so like I mean, we talk about the interceptions, but that game was one where we finally saw that's when Hightower had that catch and we saw him hitting people downfield and Fulgham had a great game. So like everybody started rallying that. And I do think that the Cowboys horrendous win um, was just hopefully an outlier. And I think because of the body, we get people back. It should be more cohesive. You know what I mean? And like everybody will be fresh. People are coming in healthy. It's, it's, I mean, we say it every week. It's like there's going to be that game that their offense just clicks and it starts running for the rest of the season. If that's going to happen at all, because it hasn't happened every other time that we've said it, it has to and will happen this week because it's the Giants. NFC East game, they have all the reason. They get everybody back, and then they also just had that time a week off to, like I literally said, cleanse the palate. <laughs> right. I mean, th- there were so many guys that got back to practice today and had full practices. Miles Sanders, Jack Driscoll, Nate Herbig, Malik Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Craven LeBlanc, all were full participants today. Yeah. All of them. All and then Craig James was back full. full. And Craig James was back full participant yesterday. 
and now hurt his shoulder. Okay, but yeah, but he should be playing. And then they could possibly get Isaac Samalu back this week. He did start. Um, he's technically still in IR. They activated his three-week practice thing earlier this week. So if they do activate him off of IR, it would have to be before the game. Or is it before Saturday at 4? Yeah, I think it's Saturday at 4. Yeah. To, and then, um, yeah. but there were reports that he started at left guard in practice today, Isaac Sayamalu. So it's likely that could happen. Um, with those reports, though, I mean, you're not going to like this, Jess, because we were talked about it before. The talked about line, if Sayamalu comes back, would be from left to right, JP, Sayamalu, Kelsey, Herbig, and Lane Johnson. Now, I will say, I thought Jason Peters played really well against Dallas. Mm-hmm. There were a couple where he, he looked like he was moving pretty well, and I was okay with that. I, I still just, just don't see why you take Jordan Mailata. I, I mean, I, I totally understood playing, you know, if Lane Johnson wasn't going to play, you, you put JP at left, you put um, Jordan Mailata over on the right side, and you let that play out. I was fine with that. That was the only way I was okay if Jason Peters was playing. I still just think Jordan Mailata has shown you that he has enough to play at that left side, and there's absolutely no reason to take him off the field. There's, yeah. I think it's so if dumb. Anything, you're preparing for your future. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. Like, ugh. I don't know what irks me more, that or the thought of Alshon Jeffrey playing. Yeah, right? That'll be interesting. And that's one thing that a lot of people are talking about, too. Not only like, kind of the same thing as JP when JP came back and took over from Mylotta, but like Alshon, what's his role going to be? Because we do have Rager stepping up when he, even though the Eagles didn't play necessarily great against the Cowboys, Jalen Rager had a good game. And then Travis Fulgham's had consistently good games throughout the last couple of weeks. So that'll be interesting as well. And I think that'll cause more of a riot than Mylotta sitting for JP. I think so too, because I think one of the, one of the questions we got this week was, you know, who do you see him taking snaps from? If I'm going to let him take snaps from anybody, I'm letting him take snaps from JJ Ortega Whiteside. But then oh, 100%. All, that's all that's going to happen is he's going to hang his head because he's not getting the ball thrown to him enough. Yeah. So I just I I, I don't see a positive. I don't we'll see, see I don't see a positive. I want to know what was positive though. What? I told you how I deleted my Twitter. Everybody knows that. No yep. fact for just for the week. I'll get it back by Sunday and be active live. But so I deleted it just to cleanse my own social media palette. But I came back to look at the Eagles injury report and did not see Darius Slay's name, which I was concerned about after that Dallas game because he came out with an ankle injury. So yep. that's a positive. Yep. We love that. We love yes. Darius Slay is slowly creeping up to the top of my favorite players list because he's just an animal. And, and he's great. Like, he's got a great family. They fit into Philly. They're amazing. They and do. then New York injuries, they don't really have anything that's really relevant. Um, Golden Tate did injure his knee today, though, late in practice. It's not, like, noted how bad it is, but he came out late in practice today because of that. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to watch before game time. Yeah. So we'll, we'll – this is all – all these injury reports, this is all the Thursday injury reports. It's about oh, 5 yeah. o'clock on Thursday as we're recording this. So – Things obviously subject to change, and we'll see where everything lays. So with that, Sam, what are your keys to the game? My keys to the game on both sides of the ball kind of tie in with each other. So I'll just kind of ask you, what are your keys to the game for the Eagles to come out with this win? Yeah, so I think often – well, mine kind of tie in in the fact that they're going to be fresh. They both need to come out hitting strong and all that stuff. So offense, I mean, the last time they played, the Eagles had a lot of like mistakes, even though they did play well, they had turnovers. They couldn't convert when they needed to freaking Jake Elliott had all those missed field goals. 
So that is going to have to be something that they narrow down on. And I think you saw that against Cowboys is they just couldn't do anything right. And it just kind of escalated. So now they have to come, come in, pull those in, eliminate mistakes overall. Like I said, you have to see them coming out looking fresh. You have to see them in sync with all those practices that over the bye week and then going into this week. And then they need to be dominant from the beginning, which we say every week now, but you don't see it consistently. And that's their biggest thing with this offense is coming out of the gate dominant. So I want to see that defensively. Uh, the last time they played, they didn't really play that well. I mean, they let Daniel Jones run forever. So they're going to have to step up big time and just play to what they should play. I mean, they only have, I say only, but like they should have more sacks against this New York Giants offense. So they had three sacks last time. I want to see more of that this time. Um, BG did get that strip sack, so good on him. And Darius Slay is going to have to cover Slayton like he did last time. Last game he held him to two receptions, 23 yards. So I want to see that even more this time. So just everything last time, but on both sides. Narrow down the mistakes. Yeah, narrow down the mistakes. Look fresh, healthy cohesive and dominant from the beginning both sides with that being said I still think the Eagles are going to pull it out and I think because they're going to be fresh and in sync and have all that coming out of the gate um and the fact that I don't want to jinx them but they normally tend to play well after bye weeks so 28 to 20 Eagles I like it so I I mine's kind of similar to, to yours you know we talked about earlier that the the Giants are not they're not a good football team, but they're a competitive football team. If you um, play down to them, you can lose. You can't – exactly. You yeah. can lose. And I think a lot of that has come from the morale that, that Joe Judge has, has brought them. Now, do I think that's going to be able to be sustainable with him making them run laps and, and do all that stuff? I don't know. You can look back to, you know, will it be a better experiment than Chip Kelly? Because Chip Kelly had them doing all that kind of crap. In the first season, it was great. And yeah. then it died off and was miserable. I think that, you know, they, they are competitive. So the offense played a decent game against the Giants. Um, they're not a good football team, but let's also remember the Eagles really are not a good football team either. So I don't know why people keep acting. They have like, a higher ceiling, the Eagles. But. Oh, for sure. The Eagles have a higher ceiling, but let's, like, keep in perspective how poorly they have the reality. played so far this year. <laughs> like, I don't understand why everyone's freaking out. Like, we didn't know what they were. Um <laughs> So, I mean, there obviously were throws, drives, missed kicks that I think the entire offense would like to have back. You know, they, they still were able to get it done, and they got it done. They got it done. You know, the defense didn't really help them in that game. Obviously, BG had the one big play, but the defense was not helping them at all for the duration of, of that football game. So it's going to be another wet game on Sunday, most likely. So run the ball. Don't get away from it. Utilize Miles Sanders, but don't overdo it so he gets hurt again. Use Boston Scott. You saw what he could do for you, not only on the ground, but through the air. Um, the giant killer, Boston Scott. What a time to be alive. That wasn't just a one-game fluke. Um, but the offense really needs to pick it up this week, in my opinion. But the defense is really, you know, the reason that they were in that final drive-to-win situation three weeks ago. So, um, you know, the offense isn't the one that let Daniel Jones run for 80 yards. The offense isn't the one that, you know, they aren't the ones that let them score on a 97-yard drive in the fourth quarter. That's really pathetic when you think about some of the names that are on this defense and how much money they're making to let Daniel Jones run for 80 yards against you. Um, their run defense has been abysmal so far this year, and they need to figure that out. For some reason this year, weirdly enough, the their pass defense is way better than their run defense, and we haven't been there in a while. That's it's kind of strange yeah. to talk about. But, you know, I think they did a good job of not playing down to their opponent while playing against Dallas. 
However, the week before, they let the Giants make them look like fools. So they need to tighten up the run defense, um, and they need to, again, all three phases need to play a complete game. It can't be one carrying the other because that's not how you're going to win football games. But I do think, like you said, the Eagles, you know, they, they get some time off that they needed. They've gotten healthy. They're ready to roll. I've got 25-17 Eagles. I like it. I almost went with 20, or with 17, but I put it up to 20. I know. That's it. Oops. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. I'm glad we're different. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the other things that are going on around Philly. Some exciting things going on with the NBA and not so exciting with the MLB, but hey, that's the way it works in this city. You're listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Welcome back into episode number 47 of Babes on Broad. So we did take a little bit of a break. It's been what, like almost two weeks since we last talked to you guys, and there's been some stuff going on. So Jess, you tell us first before we get a little heated here. Oh, let's roll let's hold off on that. Let's go into the NBA. What's happening with that? So the NBA has some dates officially official. The draft will happen on eleven eighteen, which sun that's Sunday, isn't it? Wait, yeah, six days. No, six days from now. Today's Thursday. Tuesday. Tuesday. Wow. Uh, mm, no, Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, I was close. I was super close. I'm math, closer than you. Math is hard. Math is hard. Okay, but yes. So Wednesday, the draft is happening, which is super exciting because that, I mean, they voted on it and it's like happening right away. So that's super exciting. Can't wait for that. Um, I'm actually super excited. So I don't know if you have seen or have paid any attention to um, Lamar Stevens from uh, Penn State. He, I, I graduated from high school with his older brother. So um, hoping that we see some good things from from him and hoping he gets drafted and pretty excited to see what happens with him. But then after that, on the 20th, the free agency negotiation period opens. Um, And then on the 22nd, free agents contracts can officially be signed. So that now there's not really any super exciting free agents this year, but obviously the Sixers still need to they, they need to do some work. Um, they've done some work within the front office, within the coaching staff, but they need to do some work in terms of the roster. Um, and then December 22nd, 72 game season officially starts. Super pumped. NBA basketball coming back. I was hoping that because they, the players wanted to wanted it to start later, but then the the season would have had to have been shorter because of the Olympics happening over the summer. Yes. So. I'm super pumped that we get NBA basketball back. So I can't even tell you how much I miss the Sixers. This time of year, like yeah. on a Tuesday, Wednesday. You're right. Because normally it would happen like October 22nd or something like that. So it's two months later, which, I mean, obviously it had to happen with the whole COVID season last year and everything due to all that. But it's nice that it's not affecting it too much. Yeah. This season, at least, too For much. Sure. For sure. So that will be exciting. And then the One, other – Go oh. ahead. I was just going to talk about the Sixers, New Jersey. So I want to know if you like them or not. I do not. Really? I'm, I know I'm an outlier. So I like the black. I like the colors. I don't like the boathouse row on it because it just looks cartoonish. And I don't like that. I want something authentic. It just looks cartoony to me. I don't like that. So I have not quite been able to figure out why they chose boathouse row. I am a sucker for boathouse row. I know. I love Boathouse Row. I love Boathouse Row, but on a jersey, no. But why not the skyline? 
I can't figure yeah. out why, like Philly had, I mean, you, you all know I'm super biased towards the skyline, but like, why? Yeah, like the skyline or even like the Ben Franklin Bridge would be more of an iconic thing to have there. I mean, that probably looked like the Golden State Bridge or something, but I mean, that's more iconic than the Boathouse Row, I feel like. Like, do people outside of Philly know what Boathouse Row is? Uh, probably not. Well, I, I guess everybody that follows us. I mean, I was like, everybody's work. We'll figure it out. I'll, maybe I'll do it for my personal one because I got some central PA people in there. So maybe they'll be different. I don't know, but it's interesting. But so I'm taking it. You like it overall? I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm not going to buy one. <laughs> uh, see, <laughs> I, I hate Josh Harris. I do not want to buy anything of Josh Harris, but I love this. Ben Simmons des designed it and I just feel like I need one. Now, if Ben Simmons designed it and it was the skyline, I mean, that would be just so on brand for me as a human being. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate. But it's interesting I too, it. though. Go ahead for the fact that they let Ben Simmons design their jersey because there is a lot of rumors like I mean obviously trade talks everybody throws in hypothetical things but a lot of them like you'll see people be like do I give Ben Simmons for James Harden like that kind of stuff yeah and you know what and I feel like are idiots idiots but I mean I feel like that pretty much solidifies right there the Sixers are not looking to get rid of Ben Simmons when they have him design their newest jersey I also like that they got to trust the process in there I thought that was yeah impressive I, I think you're not going to be able to really notice, like, on TV when they're wearing them. You're not going to be able to notice the Boathouse Road. It's just going to be, like, the cool, like, black with the red and blue. Um, yeah. I think the I do like the colors. I, I think it was absolutely a missed opportunity to just bring back the AI ones. I just think that's ridiculous. But I wonder why they won't. I don't know. There's like, just maybe, like, a, just a sentimental, like, marking of an era. Maybe that has to be, like, the they're just, reason. They're just so iconic. They are like, and they're like Philly. Like that's like Philly yeah. hardcore Philly. I, I mean, feel like that's what it looks like. I totally, totally agree. But anyway, but. we got NBA basketball coming back. I'm super excited. I can't yeah. wait to see what Doc Rivers does with Ben and Joel. I think it's going to be so much fun. And yeah, what do we got that on the opposite end of the spectrum? Then the opposite side of the spectrum is. Not really a shocker that JT Real Muto declined his qualifying offer. I think it was like 18.9 million the Eagles offered. I mean, Eagles. The Phillies offered JT Real Muto for a one-year deal. And obviously JT was not going to be happy with that because that was one of his whole things even going into it was he wanted a multi-year deal and he wants to break the record. And the Eagles got nowhere even close to that. So it's just so frustrating, dude, because we knew this was going to happen. And then, like, they just – keep going on with throwing out trash offers that you know in the beginning aren't even gonna be thought of by JT because it's not nowhere near what he wants so it's so frustrating and then it comes out in the same article that that's released that the Mets I forget the GM's name off the top of my head but he had a freaking press conference the same exact day saying how they're willing to spend all the money they need to get a catcher for the organization the same day that JT Romuto can't get his money from the Phillies because they won't give it to him. So the Phillies most likely will lose their – I have a bad feeling it's going to happen. will most likely lose the best catcher in baseball to the only team that's worse than them in the NL East, really. Um, well, record-wise, I guess the Nationals were worse than them. But let's be real. The next couple of years is probably going to be the Phillies and the – what's it going to call it? Mets at the bottom. 
And now they're willing to give that advantage to the Mets. So we'll see what's going to happen. I'm not excited for it. I just, um, I just can't get over the people don't want to be uprooted during a pandemic. We're still in a crisis, blah, 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 blah. You have all of the money you could possibly need. Use it. And, like, I it's understand. I understand, like, if you're just like, yeah, like, we're not going to go out and get 20 starting pitchers that are going to light us up, like, whatever, because you want to cut back in that. But, like, the best catcher in baseball, how often does that come up? It doesn't. No, and you already got him, and you gave away your best pitching prospect that's killing it, and then you're just going to – you're willing to let this guy just go. Like, it makes no sense to me, and it's so frustrating. Um, And I actually had somebody message me today saying that it also is very likely that the Yankees are in on it So because they're looking to get rid of Sanchez, and we all know that the Yankees are willing to spend literally every single penny in their pocket. That makes me want to die. Yeah, so it will not shock me if JT Romuto ends up in a New York uniform. So one of them next year, which will be very depressing. But um, I also had somebody say that the what would happen. This was a question because we have no other questions. So this is one question I had. What happens if the I mean the Phillies do not sign JT Romuto and then trade for Dion because it's his rule five? In that case, that is the one slight possibility that I still stay in Phillies fan. It's the yeah. only reason out of all of this, besides that and them getting JT to, for a long contract, that I will come out of this happy. That is the only way I will make oh my, my peace with losing JT Ramito <laughs> is if Deion Stafford is the future catcher of yeah. the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's rule fives up, so... Maybe they listen to our show and know that Dion's Rule Five's up. So, you know what? I my dad still has a few friends in the Phillies uh, organization. I'll I'll shoot one of them <laughs> and be like, "Hey, I know this guy who plays for the Pirates who can't keep JT." This is this is who you He's should be. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Well, no, even though I everybody, I don't know if I would necessarily enjoy that just for the fact that I have a tie with the Philadelphia fans and I do not want to be attacked more than I already am. <laughs> yeah, that could be a real catch-22 for you personally. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you for listening to episode 47, another episode of Babes on Broad. As always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, written review, the whole nine. Follow us on all the so- socials. Wow, I can't talk. We will be back on Sunday for our pregame show this week at 11.45. So don't forget to catch us live on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. Until then, we are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Babes on Broad. BGN.